Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week I spoke to Abube Uba. She is a digital content producer, filmmaker, and performer based in Sydney, Australia. We chatted about all things diversity, producing, navigating the industry in Australia, and all the amazing things that she's been up to and working on. So grab a coffee and enjoy. Welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Thank you for coming on board and chatting with Thanks me today. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, so we're going to start off for everyone listening. I want you to just kind of like, I have your bio like up on the Instagram. People can read that, but I want you to give a little introduction of how you started acting and just like your creative journey so far in mm. your own words. Yeah. Well, it's been a journey. Let's just say yes. that. <laughs> um. I guess, like, of course, like, you know, drama in high school, that's, like, where most people start, um, and kind of using that as, like, a pivot to, you know, see what's out there when high school mm -hmm. ended. I guess after graduation, I was kind of curious as to how to get into the industry, and so yeah. I did, like, what a lot of people do, like, join Star Now, look oh, for an Star Now. Like, I know, I know, like, who, like, who uses that anymore? No. <laughs> it's, like, ancient. Um, yeah, like, looked for an agent. Um, it kind of just, like, you know, buddied up with anyone who was kind of, like, doing the same thing. Just, like, you yeah. know, if you can, like, get into the door, like, you know, hold the door for me so I can get in as well. You know, I did, like, all these, like, little, little things without having any prior knowledge or anyone that I knew. Um, in my circle at that time, and this was yeah. like 2015. Yeah, who was already in the industry, um, and so I think I was kind of like you know feeling my way around. Started off with like local theater, doing theater at um, at Jones Jones Southern Performing oh, Arts yeah. Center, Penrith. Yes, um, joined a university drama club. Did yeah. a musical, you know like did like a phony acting class which cost my mom like a few grand that was rubbish um, like is or was it I think they're still I think they've changed their name now actually um because I remember looking at like you know like when um when memories come up on social media yeah yeah so like I, I was just like oh that this was like ages ago so I like clicked on it and I think like the name changed, like they've changed their branding. Oh goodness. Um, so yeah, that was that was an interesting time. I mean, like I had fun and I yeah. met a lot of friends, which I still have today, thank God. But yeah, it was kind of like a, you know, pay two and a half grants, like do six, yeah, six classes, um, meet agents, and like it was so exciting to me at the time. That yeah. was like my introduction to the industry, really. Um, oh, no. You know, like crying and begging to my mom, like, mom, this might be it yeah. for me. Like, this might be the only chance I get to get into the industry. And her being like, are you sure this is what you want? If it's what you want, I will go to the bank right now and we'll make the transfer. Um, and I'm kind of like, I'm not, I don't regret it. Yeah, I know for sure. I do regret my mom paying. <laughs> and I, like, I told her I'll pay her back. But, yeah. um, like, 
I think I don't regret the experience because, you know, some of the friends that I made through that have also found opportunities that they've been able to pull me into. I've been able to get opportunities that I pulled them into. So it's a, it's been a very great give and take relationship. Um, But I don't regret it only because of the relationships, relationships, sorry, that I formed. Um, But other than that, I'm just like, there are just so many of those like, get your child into Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, like take our six week course, pay six grands and meet agents, fly to America. And it was, yeah, like there was a lot of that going on at the time. And I unfortunately fell for one of them. Um, And it's, I think it's hard for people if that's your introduction to the industry, because honestly, if I look at everyone who, um, who I was in that program with, not many of us have actually even made it <laughs> out yeah. as far as like getting into Disney Channel. Maybe because like our interests have changed, like my interests definitely changed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like my introduction to the industry. And um, I guess now I am tossing up between theater and film only because wow. I studied film at university. Well, I studied communications, but then majored in media arts, film production yeah. and stuff like that. Um, And I'm still doing theater here and there, but I think my heart is more into film. I love making documentaries. I love telling stories, especially stories that are true and stories that um, can inspire stories that, you know, drive change. Um, So that's kind of like where I'm at at the moment. But I guess theater's still there for me. I still love to collaborate. Like collaborate is like, collaboration is like my my true word. someone's collaboration I'm just like what what where what's happening (laughs) tell me tell me everything um (laughs) yes yeah so I love collaborating with people if if someone's like oh I'm writing a show I would like honestly I'm just like let me just sit in the room like I'll listen to your ideas let me throw ideas at at you take them leave me I don't care I just want to be there you know oh I love that yeah yeah so still kind of like in the theater game still of course love seeing theater but don't get to COVID. (laughs) (laughs) What can we do? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to ask, because you said, you briefly mentioned, so your interests have changed. Like, what do you mean when you say that? Like, we're like, is your intentions and what, you know, like, I guess your goals and aspirations, like, was Mm. it before you were like Disney channel or, you know what I mean? And then now like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mean, I think like back then I didn't know what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so, the only thing I could see, because I mean, you know, growing up, I saw, like, I watched shows like Saddle Club and Seagull Club and all of that. Like, I always, like, I think my dream was to be part of, like, a star ensemble. Like, where, like, you're in a group, like, it's a, like, sisterhood and, like, you grow together and all of that. And, you know, you change the lives of little girls because, like, everyone now wants to have, like, a pony and a horse and everyone wants to have sleepovers, you know? So, um, that's kind of what I wanted back in high school. Yeah. Um, But then, like, stepping into the industry, I think I just wanted to, you know, take on roles that meant things to me and, I mean, roles that I could not necessarily relate with, but roles that could grow me as a person and to grow the viewers as people as well. So, you know, I looked up to people like Lupita Nyong'o. I looked up to Viola Davis. 
um, especially like exiting high school and seeing that, you know, Lupita had won an Oscar and um, she was, you know, making waves in the industry. Like that really inspired me yeah. going, like leaving high school, getting into, or trying to get into the industry in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess like now my interests have changed from, you know, the big screen or the big stage to more so creating for and then yeah. letting other people be the face of. Um, not to say it's like, because I thought it was because of my confidence at the start, mm -hmm. but I think it was more so that I felt more comfortable creating yeah. I felt more comfortable in the you know the ideation stages I felt more comfortable in the you know um set up and the and the 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 rush of like you know putting things together and that that right. I think that excited me more and I found I think I found that during university actually where um one of our first projects we had to um like in most of our projects we had yeah. to like pick a role, director producer whatever and then if you couldn't find actors externally, you had to, you know, get as many of your university buddies to like, yeah. like the films that you create, right? And so I think I found, <laughs> I think I found my place in production roles, more like, you know, producing and, yeah. I mean, I like directing. I don't want to be a director though, because it's too stressful. For, I think actually, yeah, I think it's, it's not that it's too stressful, but I'm just like, I feel like there's so much pressure. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure um so directing uh sorry producing was definitely where I felt yeah. so comfortable um and I think a part of that was because you know being in this industry in Australia where yeah. there there really is it like I mean nothing much has changed since you left like okay. there's really no. yeah I think we have we reached a point a few years ago where people actually, you know, started standing up for themselves and yeah. said, if you do not create work for us, we'll create work for ourselves. And I think that was the, that is probably the best thing that has happened to this industry in Australia, where yeah. people of color, black folk, indigenous folk are starting to stand up and say, you know what, we don't necessarily, I mean, we want your, we want the money. We want the money. Well, we want, like we need, we need the funds. <laughs> True. But, <laughs> yeah but we're not going to wait for you to you know wake up and start you know thinking about us thinking yeah. about the shortage of stories for us thinking about how you know you're gonna you know do damage control yeah. I guess for you know the offensive content that is supposed to be for us but is really not not yeah. you know so I think the best thing that's happened to the industry here in the past few years is definitely people taking a stand for themselves, people upskilling themselves, yeah, people educating themselves, um, and by people I mean you know people of color, BIPOC, all of that, yeah, um, yeah, just like being like you know what, stuff this. We're just gonna write for ourselves. We're gonna produce our own work. We're gonna yeah. direct our own work. We're going to, you know, do the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's so much power in that, even just for yourself. And I, you probably find that in just like 
producing and just creating your own content and creating a group of people because then you get to choose who you work with and creating that community and I think there's yeah. so much power in that it's so I I'm glad you're doing it like that makes me so happy <laughs> I want to quickly talk about specifically in Australia um, and just your experience as a woman of color and how your experience navigating that industry and also I guess in light of you know Black Lives Matter and that movement do you find, have you found any changes over the years or is Australia still quite, you know, the same? It's very limiting. Cause I know when I left, it was, you know, it wasn't a lot and it was, how, what's your experience with that? I think it's still pretty limiting only mm -hmm. because, um, just like if we, if, okay, if we're going to look at the structure that yeah. is present right now, um, you still have most of the same people in power. Mm -hmm. um and kind of like calling the shots and you know giving the money and all of that and being basically being the gatekeepers of the industry yeah um and so with that you don't because we don't have as many you know people in production roles like for me to find yeah. a mentor who i can look up to who um has similar storytelling i guess a storytelling passion as I do or visions or dreams or whatever you, you can call it um, is difficult because there has, there hasn't been any like, you know, prior black women who yeah. have you know, braved the industry to like get up there. And so with the structure of the industry right now, although like we're starting to change the game, mm -hmm. um, it is hard for us to still get that leg up because we don't have people who are intentionally pulling us up. Um, and so I think for the next generation of filmmakers, yeah. because we in this generation are starting to, you know, move the board around and starting to like, you know, move the pieces of the board around. Yeah. Um, by the, the time the next generation come up, we're going to be there to be able to say, we can mentor you. We can, um, yeah. we can help you with your storytelling. We can help you with your vision. We can, we, which is really beautiful to see. Yeah. It's unfortunate for us, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's something that we have to go through for the next generation. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think as a black woman in this industry right now, um, it's, I wouldn't say it's a huge struggle because there are mm. people there right now that I can look up to but in terms of finding pe like enough people who are available readily mm -hmm. available and not too busy with your like you know crazy schedules to be yeah. able to mentor me and the line of other black women who want to yeah. be producers you know there's literally like three producers that we know who can who can you know cater to our needs which yeah. is and you've got like a line of 50 <laughs> black female producers like wannabe producers you know yeah. you have three actually mentor us so it's a it's a slow race but i think by the time like we get to whatever the future is yeah. we'll hopefully have like 50 black female producers who can then mentor another 50 to 100 to 200 black field like wannabe producers yeah. Yeah, no, I hope it as well. I mean, like the thing is, for us, all we want is a seat at the table. A seat at the table does not mean we're going to remove every other seat. Yes! And just, I'm, I'm going to like, this is my table now. No, that is not what we want. Like, I mean, I mean, hold on. <laughs> Wait. Okay, that is because I think 
the ideal table will have one of every person on it. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like the industry is big enough for all of us. There is enough room under the sky for all of us. Yeah. Like I have heard that before where, you know, some um Caucasian graduates of like acting schools were yeah. a bit on edge because they're like, okay, I'm gonna be graduating soon and like in I guess with everything that's happening with this whole diversity concept that a lot of them called it. Um oh. <laughs> yeah this diversity concept like there's not going to be enough um roles for me like it's already hard enough for me to get roles like now there's not going to be like any it's going to be a right race I'm just like well how do you think we feel when there was absolutely nothing for us you know like it's I think in every industry you're gonna have like difficulties to get roles in the first place the this industry is no different I wish it wasn't like that, but that's just, just the way it is. But the thing is, just because we're going to ha- be having more, I guess, diverse roles for, you know, people of color, Black people, Indigenous people, does not yeah. mean there's going to be a lack of roles for white people. Not at all. Like, that's not, there's always going to be white storytellers. So let their, let white storytellers, Black storytellers, Indigenous sto- storytellers coexist together in this industry and let there be peace. Like, I don't... It's not that hard, guys. It's not that hard. Not. Like, this is just, like, one of those... It's, like, one of those bloody, like, university group assessments. Oh, my God. (laughs) Where it's, like, we're working our asses off. And then everyone gets the credit that we got for the hard work that we got when everyone else didn't do any work and it's pissing me off (laughs) it's so it's but it's so true though and I I agree I think every time this (laughs) diversity concept that's the first I haven't heard that before um look I I was like diversity what I know I was like how what (laughs) I was like what a choice of words you know this diversity concept that they're all (laughs) no the diversity concept is for people who don't see color. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love like, that one as well. <laughs> I don't see color. It's color, like colorblind casting, which never was colorblind. Never. They said that. And then you look and you're like, oh, okay. But that's mm. how they get out of it. That's how they did it. Mm. Well, like we yeah. didn't see. You know, one, I think, Another thing that actually, like, going back to, like, the fact that, like, I kind of, like, changed mm. my, I guess, goals for my creative future, creative yeah. career, um, from wanting to be, like, an actor to wanting to, you know, be the one at the back creating the roles, doing yeah. all that work, um, was when I had an agent, and he was great, like, he was nice. Yes, never really got to meet him properly, but um, like he was, he did the work to get me yeah. audition things like that. Never ever got cast in anything, mm-hmm. and I was okay with that. Like I, I was, I grew up as the type of person who took rejection really well. Um, yeah. Whenever people said no to me, I mean, like my parents always told me that a no means 
there is a yes coming in the future and a no is stopping you from you know blocking something that is supposed to be for you that's coming on you know so take a no as a blessing basically um and so I was you know okay with it until my very very last audition yeah with this agent so he sent me the brief he's just like okay it's tomorrow um you'll need to you know be there at blah 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 time this is like the brief have a read of Mm -hmm. it let me know by this afternoon if you want to do it read it it was the first ever brief that actually specifically asked for a black woman right Mm -hmm. a black female so I was just like oh that means like you know I have such a great chance of getting this role yeah so ditch uni the next day <laughs> like called in sick to work with that afternoon so that I could yeah. just have time to like you know do whatever I needed to do <clears throat> got there did the audition honestly it was amazing I was just like yes feeling it doing it yes yeah. let's get it got a call back I was so excited yeah um the callback day came and went in there so confident um did the audition like did the little like spiel everything they needed me to do yeah uh, they were like yeah that was great and i was i like left there on a high i was just like this is it mom dad this is like my first app <laughs> getting Here it we go because i didn't i only saw like one like other black woman in the audition room and of okay. course like that was just like one slot maybe there were more i don't know so excited and then um a few weeks came by my um my agent called me and was just like hey so i've got another audition but unfortunately i don't think you got the other one because like it's already been like a few weeks and mm-hmm. of course it would have passed by now so i was like yeah that's fine but couldn't make it to the other audition that was another story so the ad came on tv Oh no. There was no black woman on the ad. And I was just like, what? So I risked I risked failing an assignment. I risked getting caught up by my boss for calling in sick when I wasn't sick. For what? For what? And so I think that was that was the time I started reevaluating like maybe this industry isn't for me. Maybe like, maybe I'm just too hopeful about it. Maybe I'm, you know, missing the point. <laughs> maybe everyone else was right that like, you know, Ubebe, as a black woman, you'll hardly, you'll probably get one role every five years, you know? Mm-hmm. So it did get like, it did get me down. Like I was, I wouldn't say I was depressed or I wouldn't say like, I, you know, like hated everything and hated everyone I wasn't like I wasn't enraged but it really did get me to stop and think and reevaluate everything and I was just like yeah maybe I need to kind of take a step back yeah see what else I have to give to this world other than being a performer and see where that goes and that's kind of when I started sitting in um sitting in like the filmmaking kind of roles a lot more you know so yeah yeah no I that's I mean firstly that always makes me so angry that they've obviously just in the final cut just cut that role um specifically if it's because I mean you know 
in this industry, they're always cutting roles and whatever. But I think specifically because the brief was that they wanted a black female, right? Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. if somewhere down the track, someone's gone, ooh, we don't right? Like if it was like you'd gone in and it was just like female, you know, but the fact that just (laughs) makes me angry, but it's fine. Honestly, honestly. How long ago was that? Was that that was probably 2000, 2017, 2017. Okay, wow. Well, it just yeah. shows you how things, like, haven't changed because <laughs> that's still happening, so. It's still happening. I mean, I think um, kind of seeing, you know, some of my friends really killing it. Like, I mean, yeah. absolutely killing it in the, in the industry right now is making me really hopeful for the future, definitely, yeah. and especially seeing as, a lot of them are fire content makers. They are yeah. fire writers, fire producers, fire directors, everything, and performers. Like, I think that with the power that we have, like, mm. like, I, like the whole, like some people saying that, I don't think some people realize the power. I think my tribe, we realize our power. We yeah. realize how amazing you know, the tribe is as a unit and individually, everyone brings in something so unique. Everyone yeah. has a perspective, like storytelling wise, everyone has, you know, this amazing gift to you know, bring something, a story, a vision to life. Yeah. You know, got, honestly, I'm just like, if I could, if I look at around, like in my tribe right now, I will say like, we have amazing, like dope performers. We have amazing writers. We have amazing photographers. We have amazing yeah. creative directors. We have, we have it all, you know? So I'm just like, why shouldn't the future be ours? Why, why can we not like, you know, yeah. make, make this dream, make this, this industry really what it should be? Because I think we have the power to do so. Yeah. And I, ho- I hope you do it please do it. I'll be here like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get it. There's room for everyone. Definitely takes time. And I think I'm still definitely learning as well. Um, who to have in my corner because, Mm. um, so I've I've got like different, like slots of people, like groups. Which you always did. (laughs) That like, (laughs) like, especially when it comes to like creative work. So I've got like my friends that I graduated university with who I love to work with I have who are in my cultural community who are also artists that I love to work with and there are people that I meet along the way along different projects that I love to work with and um, amazing people that I've met who have introduced me to amazing people who I love to work with so it's um it's been an amazing journey I think but I think I'm still also learning who not to trust because I think, and this is happening like the past two, three, two years. Yeah. I think two years where it's been, or a year and a half where it's been like, I thought I could trust you with this work. I thought I could trust you with this project, but that isn't really, that hasn't really been the case Mm -hmm. because for me being a producer, just like, like, I hate editing. <laughs> so always, like, having to find an editor or saying that, yes, I can edit a project myself, but then, like, giving up and then saying, I'm just going to yeah. hand it over to someone else who is obviously better and more motivated to edit than I am. Yeah. Um, I think there I've definitely, in two projects in particular, I've definitely found that there are some people that I cannot trust. And I think it's not even it, that and also for me having like learning how to be more assertive when it comes to working with certain people who 
um, don't deliver what has been promised. So mm. I think it's, oh, it's wow. just like a huge learning curve for me over the past two years. Um, you know, the finishing off my degree, working in projects outside of university without, you know, that safety net of like, this is a uni project. Like this is actually like a project for someone that they yeah. are going to be putting out there that is not a uni project that I'm not going to be graded on. It's not just get my class or my yeah. work. It's the internet is going to be seeing this work. And, you know, having some fallbacks and having some moments of failure, having moments of, yeah. um, you know, just not delivering my best work. And it's a scary thing, but I think it's something that, you know, I've had to definitely go through and a lot of people have had to go through to, you know, grow yeah. their integrity as an artist, grow themselves as an artist, grow um, their expectations of other people. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, I think moments of failure have def are definitely not shy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <on me. laughs> they come and they go and then sometimes they're just like, oh, this isn't going to work. But um, yeah, I mean, some of them, I'm like, I wish this never happened. But at the oh, same gosh, time, yeah. okay, blessed to go through this experience. Let's do better. Yeah. And like, you know, everything as cheesy as it sounds, everything does happen for a reason, especially when you look back and then you're like, oh, that's why I did that. Because look where I am now. Like <laughs> life is crazy. Um, I do want to talk about, so you've, you're the founder and creator of Afro Sisters. Is that right? Co-founder. Co okay. Do you want to talk about that? Because I want to hear what that's about. Yeah, that's amazing. Sure. That has been a journey. <laughs> it is an amazing journey, I'd mm -hmm. say. Like, I have grown as a person. I have grown in my knowledge as an artist yeah. through this group, through this collective. So we started back in... 2017? No. <laughs> 2016? 2017. Oh my goodness. Everything happened in 2017. Wow. It really did. Look at you, girl. <laughs> Honestly, what a year. Um, I think it was, yeah, it was 2017 because, so the way it, the way yeah, life works, <laughs> the way life works, yeah. like, just like you said, everything happens for a freaking reason. Yeah. So I came back from Nigeria in 2017. And not like 2017, I did not like, usually like, you know, like when you're going into a new year, you're like, this is what I want for this year. Mm -hmm. This is what I proclaim into this year. This is what I envision this year. Will my goals, aspirations. My goals, aspirations. This yeah. is like my... It is like my vision board for the year, everything, you know? I didn't, like, 2017, like, going into 2017 was the first time that I didn't have that. And it kind of freaked me out. I was just like, what yeah. the hell is happening? Like, am I going to die in 2017? Like, is that, what I, is that is what's it. happening? <laughs> like, That's why. <laughs> um, yeah, so moving into 2017, coming back from Nigeria with my family, um, I signed up for a few things while mm -hmm. I was in Nigeria to be like, okay, let's just like try get this year rolling. So mm -hmm. when I get back, we're just going to jump straight into things. Cause I cannot just do uni like that. 
I cannot live a boring life like that. I'm not basic, okay? True. Like, <laughs> you're not. So, so um, signed up for like a writing club at Belvoir Street Theater. Um, and it was like a women of color writing club. So yeah. I was really excited to like meet other like, you know, theater makers who um, obviously knew so much more than I did because I had never, I've never written like a script before, you know? Yeah. Um, so joining that club, I met two of the ladies which would also be in Afro, which would also come together to make afro sisters oh, wow. um one of them are already knew more blessings she's an amazing woman. oh yeah 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 oh my god so, yeah yeah <laughs> just remembering yeah we do know her. <laughs> yeah and then so once we finished our first meeting um we were just like walking to send i was walking with um, one of the ladies central station and bumped into like this other lady who like knew this lady that I was walking with and they were chatting and then she looks at me she's like hey uh, we, we introduce ourselves and she's like oh I'm making a documentary like would you like to be part of it blah 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 and I was like yes she turns out to be another member of Afro Sisters later on in the future oh so God. through meeting her telling her about this writer's club that we just like came from literally yeah like we're literally chatting like at the traffic light just in front of station um talking to her about this she's just like oh my goodness like i'm actually doing a documentary would you like to be part of it i said yes we kept talking about this concept of you who would like and just do storytelling like write be yeah. it writing be it, film, be it blogs be it anything right so then she started a group, like a Facebook group, then ended up adding all these other people. We found a venue, which one of the, these African ladies worked at, who also started joining Afro Sisters. And so, yeah, soon, like by the time we realized it, every Wednesday we were meeting together, yeah. drinking coffee, drinking tea, like roasted cashews, biscuits and cheese and fruit, just literally talking about our lives talking about our day talking about our week talking yeah. about our families and it was honestly therapy for me yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful come back from uni or work on a wednesday night meet together at ice and just ice's information and cultural exchange um yeah. here in sydney um which is a community arts organization and they just held the space for us they were just like you guys can meet every wednesday so we did chatted and, we, and i think a few months into it we're just like you know what we've literally just been coming in and telling stories what do we want this to be like this group to be because we have at that point we hadn't created anything and so then we we started you know discussing the the potential of you know turning our stories that we've told over the past few months into a web series and here we are oh, wow. <laughs> with, yeah. with um, proof of concepts on youtube writing season one of the web series which is called afro sisters we called ourselves afro so our collective is called right. afro sisters and our our web series is self-named so yeah so here we are like business contracts later forming yeah. a company forming all of these partnerships and meeting amazing women who would then mentor us into what we are now you know so it has been yeah. a huge journey and i would say that i feel i've <laughs> i have learned more in this group than i have at university let me just say that <laughs> let me start there so <laughs> 
I feel like there's a lot that it was really beautiful how everything went hand in hand, I think, where I was able to put everything that I learned in university into the group as what I could offer. And everything I learned from the other ladies in the group, I was able to share with my my cohort and with my yeah. friends and with my group community where um, we were able to then you know avoid a lot of mistakes in our projects and in our film projects and things like that because of things that I've learned and also allowing myself to also share information to people who didn't really have an eye on the industry while we were at uni you know because I feel like there's a lot that we don't learn oh for sure oh 100% yeah where I'm just like I get it. I'm just like, okay, so how do I file my taxes as a self-employed filmmaker or performer that's, or whatever? That's hard. You know? Yeah. How do you start a production company, a successful one at that? How do you, you know, like there, there are just a lot of things that we definitely missed out on. And I think there's, there are lots of things that we touched on, but I would have loved to go in depth a lot more. Yeah. Um, but then I think, a lot of those things that I missed out on during university, I learned with the collective at Alfred Sisters and all the artists that kind of came together to, you know, yeah. build us, help us, upskill and everything. So it's been beautiful. Oh, I love that. What's well, like, like next for you? So I guess your web series is in development, but like, is there anything that you just want to share with the world that you're up to? Or even what's already out there, you know, let's promote you. Um, look, okay. You're like, um, um everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like what's, what's, what's worth sharing? I think that's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Sharing. Um, yeah, like, I've just been, I think this year, especially through COVID, I've been, you know, trying to call back a lot mm-hmm. of things because I found that, you know, I was neck deep in projects, some of which I didn't have the passion for anymore, some of which I just felt was just like pulling me back or like holding me in in a place that I thought I'd outgrown, you know? And I was just like, okay, how do I tie up these strings, let it go, like cut them, tie tie them up, let them go, move on to the next. Yeah. And I've been kind of just doing a huge admin <laughs> admin and like I've just been doing a lot of admin on my life and like really which is so important to do by the way which is so important every six months I do it every six months I need, <laughs> I need that you need to do that I'll keep you accountable when it's my six months I'll be like go <laughs> what's happening <laughs> I'm in your life <laughs> so I think yeah I think I definitely need to do that a lot more often yeah. um I think I like having to say goodbye to some projects. Like um, I recently released a documentary that I filmed start of last year, yeah, which is Black Boy Magic. Um, you can find that on YouTube. I'm on it. Um, and it was a topic really close to my heart because um, I think growing up, I found, you know, for women to be able to feel 
held and loved, like Black women mm-hmm. to feel held and loved and worthy of themselves and worthy of everything that they deserve in this world was something that we had to grow and teach ourselves over time. Yeah. And I think Black women are in a really good place where we have such, well, I know for myself mm-hmm. that I have such a strong community of Black women old and young that I can look up to and I can mentor and I can, you know, sit with and vent to and talk to and grow with and they can, you know, help me grow, you know? But I think a few years ago when I was at uni, I found that a lot of guys didn't have that. A lot of my black male friends did not have that. And, you know, the whole, like, just the expectations of them that most of them didn't feel like they were meeting up to really weighed a lot of them down and you know mental health is just so heavy and so hard to kind of like deal with if you don't know about it and if you don't talk about it you know so i was just like why don't we start the conversation and so one of my first projects that i directed at uni was called black boy magic oh wow And I mean, it was all right. (laughs) It wasn't amazing, but it was definitely something that I was just like, I'm glad that I did this. Um, And so leaving uni, I remember going to a dinner party for Mm. like one of my friends and sitting on a table with people, like I, I did not know a lot of people at that party, sitting at a table with people that I didn't know. And then this guy starts talking about, um, black boy magic, like, um, and all of that, and this, um, one of my wonderful mentors, Mayan, um, she was like, oh, yeah, I was the one who, sh- who told this guy about Black Boy Magic, Abube was the one who directed and produced it, oh, wow. and he's like, yeah, that's crazy, like, it just, and we started talking about it, and so he wanted to, um, kind of do, like, a part two of it, but with older men, like, people who were, like, established, yeah. I first started with, um, like three guys, three of my guy friends, two of them were at uni at the time. One of them had just finished uni and he just like, you know, living his life, traveling the world, working, all of that. But um, this guy, Sipo, who co-produced it with, uh, co-produced this uh, Black Boy Magic part two with me, um, he brought together a group of men who were, you know, established, they had families, they had um, relationships and they were like, you know, a lot further on mm-hmm. in life right and I think they it was really beautiful to have them because they could really put a different perspective on it especially with the new pressures of you know having a family having yeah. greater responsibilities and things so um yeah I'm really glad I did that and we finally released it during COVID Amazing. like at the start yeah, yeah. which was and I think also that was one of the projects that I had to call out of my life unfortunately unfortunately because I saw it growing Mm-hmm. I saw a community coming together from it, but it's something that I could not manage with at this time. And like yeah. with the capacity that I have at the moment, like I just, it was a hard thing to have to like, you know, like go off, but um, it was definitely necessary. So kind of just like handed the reins off to the guys and they're kind of dealing with it now, but yeah, yeah until like bigger and better. Yeah, no, I agree. And like, yeah, everything you're doing, is super inspiring and like amazing and like just keep doing it because I okay so I want to end I'm gonna ask you some quick rapid fire questions so get ready um all right first question what would you tell your younger self (laughs) 
Damn. What did I tell my... I don't tell anyone anything. Do you, right? <laughs> no, I would tell my younger self to just keep going. Um, that do it for yourself. Do it for yeah. yourself. Like, if not for anyone else, do it for yourself. But at the same time, heed to instructions because a lot of people warned me about things and I was too prideful or too stubborn to listen. And yeah. And also just like, yeah, really trust your instincts. Pray about it. Last, okay. do it all. You do you, girl. Um, describe yourself in three words. Ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um giving and <laughs> grateful super grateful i'm grateful for everything oh, I'm that's it <laughs> every person i've asked that they literally do the same thing they're like uh <laughs> Like, how do you talk about yourself? What, what's what's well, that's this? That's why I ask it. That's why I ask it because I'm like, talk yourself up. Okay, what's a trait you dislike in other people? Look, <laughs> everything. <laughs> no, um, like a trait that I dislike in other people is self entitlement. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like we're all entitled to things, but. Actually, I think self-entitlement is the wrong word. I think it's like selfishness. People who are just selfish. People yeah. who think that they, people who give, give, like who take, take, take and never give. I think that's, that's yeah. the big turns me off about people. I cannot be friends with you. I cannot, I cannot even work. Like, no, you yeah. need to be like, that's why collaboration is a huge thing for me. Like if you're not able to give, like pour into others while others pour into you, what's the point? Yeah, I agree. And I think that also even ties into like this whole thing we've been saying about there's room for everyone. And I think mm-hmm. I find in this industry, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, but like the competition, it's like all about me. And it's like, yeah. honey, yeah. if we all collaborate, if we all support each other, we'll all like get a turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That's it. Sit down. Okay. And last question. What is one thing that you're proud of? I am proud that I think I'm, pr- I'm proud of where I am now. Like, mm-hmm. I think that although I'm not exactly where I thought I'd be, like, I mean, yeah. my five-year plan ended end of last year. Yeah. And kind of like looking back at everything that has happened and everything that is happening that was set to happen in 2020, which unfortunately didn't end up happening. I'm just like, like you're you're doing well for yourself I mean like I never thought I'd perform at the opera house but I did I never thought that I would you know be in a music video with like amazing Australian artists but I was and I never like those are things that I never had in my five-year plan like I had other things that I was just like I want to be at this place I want to perform at this place and by in five years never got to do them but got to do even better things so I think yeah I'm proud of where I am right now, where yeah. I'm in a place where I can, um, I can still accept, like, I can still be grateful for the opportunities that I'm given, but at the same time, I have a lot in myself to give other people, so I'm at a point yeah. where I like, gather around everyone, there's lots to go around, so. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <ready>. <laughs> yes. Well, you survived the podcast. You did it. 
claps party. Thank you so much for chatting with me and like, you know, sharing your work and just yourself with everyone. Um, I'm excited to share you with the world and be like, who she is. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome, and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon, wherever you are, and I'll see you in the next episode.